0: What up, everybody? It's your boy, Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. I have finally made it out of my bedroom. My little cousin went and uh, went actually back home this past week. You know, he's enjoying Christmas, enjoying the New Year with his mom and everything. So I'm finally out of the the confinement of my room, and I am ecstatic. This is the final episode of the year, the final episode of Season 1 of Joshua's Proximity. I started back in February, February 1st, uh, I think, man, right after the passing of Kobe Bryant, right before Super Bowl Sunday, just to see what my podcast has amounted out to, man, I'm I'm extremely blessed. I have finally reached over 1,000 downloads on my podcast, so just give a huge round of applause just for everybody that has just been tuning in. I sincerely appreciate you guys. I really love you guys. Um... And so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the last episode of this year, episode 28 of Joshua's Proximity. Been 28 weeks strong. Obviously, it hasn't been back-to-back, but without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode 28 of Joshua's Proximity. Now, I know that the NFL season is still going on, and I still got to give you my top 10 for this week heading into the last week, and even my playoff predictions But I cannot skip over the fact that the Los Angeles Clippers lost by 51 points to the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, they were without their superstar Kawhi Leonard, but that still doesn't take away the fact that they were down 50 at the half. Okay, if you just take away Kawhi Leonard away, there's still no explanation of why you're down 50 points, 77 to 27 at the half. Now, I'm getting sick and tired of Paul Joyce always blaming a loss on himself. Hey, man, you could just throw it up on me. Man, at the end of the day, man, it was on me. Man, look, man, there comes a time and point where I'm just tired of hearing it's about you. When are you going to start changing? When are you going to start taking the necessary steps to elevate yourself into the top five, top three realm, bro? You're a... You're a top 10, top 15 player in the National Basketball League, and that's not a knock on you. You're a really good basketball player, Paul George, but I'm tired. Right now I'm seeing a pandemic P. 15 points? Come on, man. Your team needs you. Your other superstars out, and you can only give me 15 points? I mean, what are we talking about? And this just goes to show that the Clippers meltdown, it had nothing to do with Doc Rivers. Everybody was on Doc Rivers' line saying how the Clippers gave up a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets, Oh, they're this, they're that. But, I mean, look, at, they're down 50 at the half. Doc Rivers is not the coach anymore. They still have the same players. So you tell me what's the issue. Without a doubt, it is the players in the locker room. I'm glad that Montrezl Hill got out of the locker room and he went to Los Angeles Lakers with my boy LeBron James because – This just goes to show that, one, they don't have a leader on the team. Who is the leader on the Los Angeles Clippers? Please, somebody let me know. If you tell me it's Lou Williams, he went to Magic City. So who is the leader on the team? It's not Kawhi Leonard. He doesn't say anything. And I'm just starting to realize more and more, it's not the coaching staff. It's the players. You can say the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, they changed it. A different coaching staff, they get Mike McCarthy. Now, granted, Mike McCarthy isn't a really good coach. I still think that he's more outdated. But they still have the same players. They're still giving up big leads. I mean, some of of it is just effort. Like, what are are the Clippers doing? 50 points at the half? That's effort. Oh, I, I can see you being down 20, 15, maybe even 25. But 50 points... Man, I don't want to hear anything anymore about coaching being an issue. I think sometimes you really have to dive in and look at the players. What is the team like? What are the players in the locker room like? Now, you could go and there's multiple coaches that shouldn't have a coaching job. But, I mean, just look at this. This is effort, effort, and I can't emphasize it anymore. But let me go ahead and just switch topics a little bit. Now, for those of you that have been listening to my episodes, everybody knows about my fantasy football team and how I predicted that my fantasy football team would just be the team to beat. I would win the championship and just do record numbers. And, of course, that happened this past week. Now, Alvin Kamara is on my team. He gave me 56 points this past week. I was the first person in my fantasy football league to eclipse 200 points I mean, the list goes on and on. I won 207 to 140. I mean, there was people in my league. There's one guy. He could have tripled his score. He wouldn't have hit 200. And everybody else, they could have doubled their score, and they wouldn't have hit 200. So I just want to congratulate everybody that won their fantasy championship this year. And also, if you want a money league, hey, spend that money wisely because, you know, we about to get another stimulus check. Save it wisely. And that's pretty much it. So, you know, we, we are finally rounding the final base of the NFL season. And, of course, I got to go ahead and reveal my top 10 teams. Now, a lot of you are going to be real critical on my top 10 teams. I'm going to go ahead and let you know. I left the Browns off the top 10. I left the Steelers off the top 10. And my top 10 is based purely on a week-to-week basis. And it's accumulation of things, of what I've seen, you know, from the past, the week before, the week before that and just the overall team as a whole. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into number 10. My number 10 team in the National Football League is the Chicago Bears. Now I know what you're probably thinking. How the hell are the Bears a top 10 team, and they may not even make the playoffs? Well, if you ask me, obviously the last three weeks they've been putting over 30, actually last four weeks they've been putting over 30 points a game. Their defense is back to where it was. Nick Foles got benched for Mitchell Trubisky again. And you know the saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. So, I mean, the Bears, yes, they played the Green Bay Packers this week, and that, you know, that'll determine if they make the playoffs or not, but they're just playing outstanding football across the board. Defense is getting after it. Their offense is looking like it looked when they went to the playoffs when they was 10 and 6. So, at number 10, I got the Bears, number 9, I got the Miami Dolphins. Now they escaped away with the win against the Raiders in which they should have won. Now I have been on here stating time and time again Ryan Fitzpatrick should be the starter. I think too he's just a he's just a it's a little bit before his time. They need to actually allow him to to understand the system, to understand what's open in the National Football League, what's not open in the National Football League. You see Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's throwing people open left and right. I mean, he's dealing and Diamond against the Raiders. He balled in the fourth quarter when he came into the game, and they ended up winning it. So I got to put the, the Dolphins in number nine. At number eight, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, when you look at the Bucs, there's some things that's very frightening. Their secondary is atrocious. Okay, now let's just call it for what it is. They get burnt a lot and often. Their, their defensive line sometimes inconsistent with pass rush. Their offense, they're not really multi dimensional. They throw the ball a lot more than I would expect them to. Uh, you got Leonard Fournette. You got LaShawn McCoy. You got Ronald Jones, and you're not running the football more and more often. That is going to be a problem going into the playoffs. But at number eight, I got the Bucks. At number seven, I got to go with the Tennessee Titans. Now, yes, they got waxed by the Green Bay Packers this past Sunday. But I still don't believe that, you know, it takes away from the fact that they can run the football. Ryan Tannehill is playing great. Their defense can get, can get them in trouble. But let's be real. They was playing in the snow. The running game really wasn't as effective as it, as it normally is. And at the end of the day, they are a well-coached football team. So, of course, at number seven, I got to go, go with the Tennessee Titans. At number six, I got the Seattle Seahawks. Now, when you look at the Seahawks, their offense, it can either be really explosive or it can be stagnant. And, you know, as the seasons progress, you know, Russ was cooking at the beginning of the season, and now teams are starting to figure them out. The receivers, they can't really get open as much as they once was. Their running game, they got to run the football. Chris Carson, um, Carlos Hyde, and they just got that other boy's back. I can't think of his name right now. Perry, I think is his last name, but you know the Seahawks. In order for them to make a a deep run in the playoffs, their defense has to be stout, and they have to be hitting on all facets of the game. So, right now, I got the Seahawks at number six, and number five, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Now, if you look at four out of my last five teams, they're not stamped. The Bears aren't stamped in the playoffs. The Titans aren't stamped in the playoffs. The Dolphins. They're not stamped in the playoffs. And the Ravens, they're not stamped stamped in the playoffs. But when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, they are on fire. They've won four straight. Lamar Jackson is playing great football. He's still not throwing the way I would like to see him throw the football um, this late in his career. But their, their offense, they're clicking on all cylinders. Their defense is playing phenomenal football. You know that they're going to be physical. But obviously the question of the day is, What are you going to get out of Lamar Jackson when it comes to throwing the football? And, I mean, that's just that plain and it's just that simple. So, I believe that the Ravens are better than the Seahawks. The Titans, the Bucks, the Dolphins, and the Bears when you look at them as a whole. So, obviously, I got the Ravens at number five. At number four, and it's subject to change, is the New Orleans Saints. Now, Drew Brees, he's still probably not 100%. They relied heavily on their running game against the Minnesota Vikings. Alvin Kamara won me my fantasy championship. Six touchdowns. He really should have had eight touchdowns. But when you look at the Saints as the whole, uh, it's their passing game. Their passing game is really concerning to me. If it's not a check down, uh, Mike Thomas, he's not healthy. If it's not a check down, if it's not a slant, if it's not a, a out, if it's not a, a flag route, then – they're not really moving the football down the field. Drew Brees, he's not throwing it deep. He's doing a lot of intermediate passes. So, when you look at their team as a whole, I think that the offensive side, when you look at the passing game, it can really hinder their chances of advancing into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs. So, at number four, I got the New Orleans Saints. Number three, I got the Green Bay Packers. Hey, Josh, what's wrong with the Packers? Well, we know what the Green Bay Packers are. They're more of a finesse team. They're going to get the ball out of their hands. They're going to let Devontae Adams work in space. He's going to run every route in the route tree. He's going to route you up from the line. He's going to catch everything. They're going to run the ball every now and then with Aaron Jones. But their defense and their front line on both sides of the football is just not physical enough for me, if you ask me. Yes, they shut down Derrick Henry this past week, but, I mean, he still had a a quiet 96 yards. I mean, uh, I don't know what really to say outside of their finesse team. They got great DBs, but it's that linebacker core and that front line on both sides of the football that could hold this team back, you know, from making the Super Bowl. At number two, I got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm not liking how they're winning, I'm not liking the fashion that they're winning. You know, they're winning a lot of close games. Yes, they won seven straight. But, I mean, they barely beat the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. About a week before that, they barely won that game. Oh, and the week before that, they barely won that game. It seems like they're just kind of just slowly just going by, dragging their feet along. But it's really concerning to me because I'm expecting the Chiefs to blow out teams. They should, have, they should have blown out the Atlanta Falcons. No Julio Jones. I mean, their defense is terrible. Like, I, you know, I, I would definitely highlight that team uh, going into the playoffs. You know, they get a bye week. But it wouldn't surprise me if their divisional game doesn't come down to last second, you know, field goal or last second touchdown. At number one, I got to go with the Buffalo Bills. Now, they are... A Hail Mary away from being winners of nine straight Now, when you look at this team, they have a quarterback that should be in MVP conversations. Josh Allen is no bum. I mean, yes, you got Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, but Josh Allen should really get a lot of consideration. And even their coach, I believe, should be, you know, a coach of the year, if you ask me. Because that team is just playing lights out. Josh Allen has shown tremendous growth. Throughout the years, and even this year, man. So, I think that we really got to start putting him into the MVP consideration. So, that really rounds off my top 10. And number 10, I got the Bears. Number 9, I got the Dolphins. 8, the Bucks. 7, Titans. 6, the Seahawks. 5, the Ravens. 4, the Saints. 3, the Packers. 2, the Chiefs. And number 1, I got the Buffalo Bills. Now, you know how we close out this section. Uh, I got to give you my predictions heading into the last week, week seventeen of the NFL season. So let's jump right into it. The Lions versus the Vikings. I got the Vikings winning this game. I don't think it'll be relatively close. Falcons versus the Bucks. Ooh, I might go with the Falcons. I think that the Bucks might rest their starters or at least play for the play in the first half. So I got I got to go with the Falcons. Jets versus the Patriots. I got to go with the Patriots. Even though the Jets have beaten the Rams and the Browns back-to-back, I don't believe that the Jets will beat the Patriots. Dolphins versus the Bills. Um, I got to go with the Dolphins because I believe that the Bills will rest their starters. Steelers versus the Browns. Going Browns. Cowboys versus the Giants. This is going to be a great game. I'm going to go with the Giants, though. I think that they'll beat the Dallas Cowboys. There's not really much to say about this game. Ravens versus the Bengals, come on now, Ravens, easy. Jags versus the Colts, I got the Colts. Titans versus the Texans, it wouldn't surprise me if the Texans won, but I got I to gotta go with the Tennessee Titans. The Cards versus the Rams, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals, man. Jared Goff just dislocated his thumb. No, he actually broke his thumb, so I got to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Saints versus the Panthers. Panthers are going to get blown out. I got to go with the Saints. Packers versus the Bears. I got to go with the Packers on this game, man. I'm sorry, Bears, but you're eliminated. Chiefs versus the Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers. Seahawks versus the 49ers. Seahawks easily. Raiders versus the Broncos. Ew. Raiders. And a Washington football team versus the Eagles. I got the Washington football team clinching that last spot in an NFC playoff. So, I just want to say thank you for this year. This year has been excellent. I'm going to be starting Season 2. I'm going to be getting a lot more uh, co-hosts, not even co-hosts, but more features on Season 2 of Joshua's Proximity. So, love you guys. You can catch me next week or yeah, next week, right before I uh, get shoulder surgery. So, I'll get into that on next episode, Season 2, Episode 1. But, Thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua's Proximity, episode 28.